Aguar. Nice day. Not slim though, are you? Not, not as in, you know. No, not like me. Nobody's like me. Let's face it. Anyway, nice to be company. Welcome along, everybody. It's Tuesday morning. It's LBC Day Two of Denise Welsh's turgid life story. And I'll tell you what makes it even worse, Denise Welsh's life story, uh, is that because it's being serialised in the mirror, Sue Carroll obviously has to big her up and says it's through the strength that she got from the panel of loose women that uh, she decided to write about this. No, she's flogging an autobiography, Sue. Let's not be naive about it, for goodness sake. You make it... I mean, they say, and soon she'll be back to her usual bubbly self. Well, I haven't seen her being anything but bubbly on television. In fact, every time you turn on Lucy, I mean, you can't shut her up. Now we know it's because uh, all those years ago in Coronation Street, she was shoving half of Columbia up her nose. Anyway, the uh, the stories of the papers today, we shall get round to uh, very soon. Uh, there's a few, few controversial stories. I like a controversial story. I like Alan Dodgen on a Tuesday. Sadly, he's, uh, he's not with us today. He's got some, um, some business meetings to do in town. Hello. Uh, sorry? Hello. Oh, is he on the tie line today? He's on the... Uh, oh, right, you're on ISDN, Alan. C- c- can you hear me? Yes, just about. Ah, oh, that's, that's all right, then. Yeah. Excellent. Sorry, sorry, I can't make it. That's fine. It's great to hear you. We, the other day, we were talking about whether or not we'd save Alan the journey in, because he lives so far out of town, whether or not we just install an ISDN line. And so that's, uh, that's good. Hello? OK, we'll, we'll come back to Alan a bit later, I think, on that one. Bit of a pain. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. there you are. Yeah. Oh, great. Nice. You're right. Yeah, number thirty-two and number thirty-four, please. Delivery as soon as possible. What's what's thirty-two, thirty-four? What? Say. Say. <laughs> do you remember that? Th- do you remember that thing a short while ago? Hinge and Brackett used to sit on stage. Dame Hilda Brackett just sit there and she'd go, <laughs> she go. Said, "I think there's a minicab outside for somebody <laughs> coming in on her hearing aid," which I quite like. Anyway, it's nice to see you. And it's been a while. Not you, her. Oh, hello. Not you. Oh, sorry. I know, you've been ill. I've been very ill. You've been very ill. I've been travelling a lot and getting myself very ill. Funny, actually, normally when people are ill, they lose loads of weight. Can't oh, you're the, so kind. Actually, I've had I the reverse effect. Do you know what? I lost so much weight, it was ridiculous. That the doctors put me on these rehydration pills and, and sachets. Make it sound like you've got malaria or something. I, well, do you know, He's I He's only thought, had a little cold, I ladies thought and gentlemen. I, I have not had a cold. I've been very, very ill. What did you have? I don't know. They're still trying to investigate what it is. So what have you been to the school for tropical medicine? No, I had to. I had to go and drop off samples and things like that. La 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 la. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. You are. You know, you're the second person this morning who's talked about samples. What? Uh, who Jim else? Diamond's talked about. He'll he'll come up and read the news. He just read the news for us. But he, he's been talking about samples as well because mm. he's he's doing a fitness test because he's going to go in for the uh, marathon. Oh right, the next little marathon thing. So you have to provide samples for that, do you? Well, he, he just wants to check out that he's still functioning in all departments. What I want to know is why do they provide you... The cases they give you to provide samples are so small. Are they? Oh. Yes. I'm like, when, you gave, when the doctor gave it to me, I looked at it and I thought, how am I supposed to get anything in there? No, the worst thing is trying to stop before it gets to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Most people can fill a cup. I did say to him, I said, you need a good aim for that. <laughs> Actually, imagine what it's like for women. Well, exactly. It must be even more difficult. I mean... You know, you, it, it's it's terrible. But you do laugh, because when you go in there, you can't... I always go in there and I do my sample, and I leave it on the counter, you know, just to watch everybody there. Other people go, it's in a plastic bag or something. Well, I said, I said to her, I said, can I... Do you, do you not have an envelope to put it in or something? Because I don't really want to just 
you know, hand it in like that. She said, yeah. no, it, com- it comes with a little bag, don't worry. The bag's see-through. <laughs> so I, didn't, I didn't have a bag with mine, actually. And they said, and they said there's, a, there's a box on the entrance to the surgery, and you just put it in this box, so you don't have to walk into the oh, surgery, put it in the no. box. So the next day, I pop in, and I thought, is this the box? Not sure. I'll have a little look in. <laughs> oh! oh! You don't want to look, <laughs> do you? didn't want to look in the box. No. So I quickly dropped it off. Oh, dear. Yuck, 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 Oh, terrible. Oh, incidentally... Uh, you must Twitter me. I've noticed Jenny Barnett's catching up on the Twittering uh, numbers. I don't anything like that going on, do we? Uh, which, pardon me. Talk to Darren a little bit later on. We'll have the horse racing as well. We'll find out how we did in horse racing. And uh, Nick Ferrari as well. Miranda Green is going to be looking at the papers. Plus, uh, John Napper says, congratulations on buying a Mac at last. Because I just refuse to get wet. I've used umbrellas up until now, but uh, I bought a Mac. <laughs> says, I hope you'll shortly be telling us how wonderful it is. I love both of mine. I'm going to Mac as well. Oh, you are? Well, Anthony's got three. Oh, well, he's just three. showing off. Three! I mean, it? how showy offy is that? I, he's, I mean, I haven't got half the money he's got. I don't know where he gets it from. I mean, I'm struggling to keep my head above water here, you know, in, in times of recession. I'm actually quite surprised you've only bought one. It's not like you to buy one of anything. It's not, is it? No, no. you're right, actually. Well, at £920, anyway. <laughs> no, I, I, thought, I thought it was quite good, but Darren sort it. He's loaded it. All I've got to do is take it home today, plug it in. Disconnect the last one, but not before I've done my invoice. Have you used a Mac before? Sorry? Have no. you used it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a computer, isn't it? It's so different. You're going to be so lost. No, I will not be lost. <laughs> Darren so said it's lost. so easy. Yes, yes. It's easy for Darren and yes, the rest wait of the a human race. Ah, no, wait a minute. It depends on what you do with it. All I do, I surf the internet and yes. I type an invoice. I don't do anything else. Yes, but you don't have two little clicky buttons like a PC. Two little clicky... You know, left and right buttons on the mouse? Yeah, but, well, you I don't, don't even know that. what those are. <laughs> I only ever use the uh, left-hand button. Right, OK. So I, I don't need to... Ask. I bet and also, you'll be on the phone worry. to Darren. Listen, I have not only Costco's finest behind me to guide me through it. I've got Darren at the end of the phone. I've got Daryl at the end of the phone. I've got Lynn upstairs. Oh, and you will be on the phone with them all day working out how Listen, it works. Listen, I'm an intelligent human being. Yes, but you're not techie. I don't have to be techie. Oh, you have to He's loaded it with all the stuff from my computer. Yes, but you need to know how to access it. You need to know how to... He'll how just works. say where it is. Yeah, what do you mean, he'll tell you? So you will be on the phone to him at the time. Yes, but not for very often. I should just, hello? <laughs> do you know, actually, I'm talking about, talk about being on the phone. I um, I got my phone bill the other day. Oh, yes. £40.83. I only made eight phone calls last month. I must be on the different, I need to be, I need, but no, no, not very long. I use my mobile for everything. So I'm going to have to change my price package. I think I'm being ripped off. £40 for eight phone calls? Eight phone calls. Well, there's obviously a standard charge, isn't there? Line rental. How much is your line rental, then? I, I think I pay 30 well, there you go. By the time you've added VAT and you've added 0845... Oh, I get unlimited landlines. Yeah. Un- well, I get unlimited landlines, but I only made eight phone calls. Well, you're getting ripped off, aren't you? Yeah. It's because I need to find a cheaper price package. Well, you do. And I can't do it. Like, uh, like Paul's poor Stuart, who works for Ticketmaster, and, and, he, and he has a problem. And he'll be listening to this on podcast because uh, the uh, the podcast went up slow on Sunday because sometimes on Sunday they get a backlog over the weekend. But anyway, that's done. And he says, I only subscribe to podcasts in order to podcast Steve Allen's show. But he keeps mentioning on air that it's only £2. No, I do. I say it's from £2 a month. He's paying £4 a month. And the reason you're paying £4 a month, Stuart, is because you're paying monthly. If you buy six months' worth... It's £12. You can only buy six months' worth, which is the maximum, and that's £12, which you pay in advance, and that works out at £2 a month. So if you're only doing the one... Pr- and you should really download them all. But that's how I can cut your bill by 50%. Oh, you've saved somebody money. I've saved you 50%. But do it... You can do it for 
One month, three months, or six months. Six months is £12, and that means it's only £2 a month. Well worth it. So that's my advice to you. Hang on a minute. If you only use your computer for surfing the internet, why have you paid so much money for a computer? Because my one has gone very slow... And that's I've decided. An well, it is. Answer. I've no, decided it's, it's time. Why, why have you spent so much money on a Mac? Well, also because it's advantageous for tax purposes. Oh. I need to spend some money. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> There's the true answer. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I, I also I, I quite fancied getting one. I don't, I don't use it very often. I mean, I, I really don't. Anybody will tell you, I'm, I'm not really. I yes, just... I think you've wasted your money if you're, all you're going to do is surf the internet. But it's having a brand new computer. You can have a brand new computer for a third of that price. That would be just as good for no, just surfing I, the internet. I don't want it. I want. I want you just want it to look nice. And I just want it to look nice. And this one is very smart, and it's all wireless, and it's. it's all <laughs> You're going to be so lost with it. I don't. But I don't care. I really don't care. It's because I'm. I will do when you can't get on the internet. Of course, I'll get on the internet. I can pick up the phone to about four people and go. I need to get on the internet. They go, okay, t-, and it's instant. Okay, and it's there. But also, it's tax advantage. Yes, it may be a tax advantage, but you're still spending more money to get the tax advantage in the first place. Oh, do you know, sometimes you just don't understand how high business operates, do you? You just, you just don't yeah, understand Yeah, that's right, all. that's right. You just, you I've just got so many businesses of my own, I just don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mark the Bailiff met uh, the big man Nick the other day in Barking. Ooh, posh, very posh. And uh, here's an old Jewish saying which came from Mandy. If you're over 50 and you wake up in the morning and nothing hurts, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Cheerful thought. Cheerful thought. She said, obviously not applicable to the 39-year-old Steve Allen, but a warning for your older listeners. Do we know the 39-year-old Steve Allen? Hello. Oh. Hello. (laughs) The 39-year-old Steve Allen with an iMac. Hello. That's me again. Sorry? Nothing. <laughs> you're so bitter. You really No, I just know what you're like with a computer. Very, very bitter. You don't know what I'm like with a computer. I do. I've seen you try to access your emails. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, then. Yeah, I can forward emails. All right. I can sew. I have to do it occasionally if something doesn't work. Oh, if only everybody could hear what Amanda was saying, then. bitter today, aren't we? Anyway, um, Jack Tweed, innocent. Now, I predicted this last week... For the simple reason, and uh, also a top lawyer is writing in the mail today and says the moment he knew he was innocent was when the girl in question who had made the allegations against him the next day after the alleged incident was on Facebook laughing and joking and all the rest. You would not do that. He said it was at that moment I knew he was innocent. Uh, But they've done a piece on uh, Jack Tweed by Barbara Davis. And she says here... And I'd love your thoughts on it, because I'm, I'm, I'm quite passionate about this vile young man. I don't like him. I never liked him. She says, sordid, soulless and vulgar. The life of Jade Goody's devoted widower. He was wearing his wedding ring every day to court. He wore the blue trousers, which go with the suit that he wore for his wedding, every day to court. And she says here, by the time Jack Tweed's rape trial ended yesterday afternoon, his innocence seemed immaterial for two weeks at Snaresbrook Crown Court, the life of Jade Goody's widow has been raked over in microscopic detail. He may not be a rapist, but he's many other things. A violent thug with two jail sentences under his belt for grievous bodily harm. A Lothario of the worst kind. A man frittering his life away, boozing in pubs and clubs and indulging in casual sex with vulgar girls, desperate for even Z-list celebrity status. And she says here... Uh, you know, it's it's this girl and the thousands of others who will go home with somebody who is a microscopic celebrity, you know, so they can then say to their friends, oh, guess who I've been with? And if the worst comes to the worst, sell the story, which they do. We open up the papers every day to find another, you know, naff footballer who's uh, been picked on by some bleach-blonde old slapper who wants to get a fizzog in the paper and will sell it for ten grand. 
It's, it's prostitution of the worst kind and the desperate fame game. Uh, the trouble is with Jack Tweed, they say now he will probably make a load of money selling his side of this story. The story is he's a little mummy's boy. He lives at home until recently when he actually earned some money from doing reality shows and he went out and rented a place, which he can't go back to now. And, uh, and, and he goes out with his friends and he drinks and he's a 22-year-old little child. He has no intention of ever working for a living. Why bother working when you can become a microscopic celebrity like Kerry Katona? But isn't that just the mentality of uh, Z-list celebrities these days anyway? Yes, but we seem to hail them. I turned on the television this morning to watch... It must have been Kerry Katona's um, documentary following well, we her. don't hail them. The people who no. buy these uh, trashy magazines hail them. Exactly. But you do watch this and you do th- think to yourself, here was Kerry Katona, I think, at the Oxford Debating Chamber... Kerry Katona, a woman who can't string two words together. Yes, I think she was in there with the students, and they, she walks in. Was she participating in the debate? She was the subject of the debate. She was the subject. That's even more embarrassing, isn't it? Some old thing like that. God, there's hope for all of us, I suppose. 16 past five. These are the headlines. Three separate polls are all pointing towards the same conclusion, a potential hung parliament. The £1 billion East London line opens today to form part of the overground network and a total ban on smacking could move a step closer today as Britain's flagged up as one of the few countries in the world not to have it outlawed. Let's have a check on the state of the roads. Good morning to Matt Jones. Good morning, Steve. Yes, so we'll start off in the city. Morning, everybody. Uh, nice to have you company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Wee! And uh, Alan Dodgen's with us. Ooh! Yes. Wee! Ooh! What was that thing? What was the film where they all go, ooh, ooh, ooh? I can't remember. Was it a, a Pixar film? They were <laughs> all in a machine in an arcade. Ooh, Ooh. scary. Really? No, well, it wasn't E.T. No, they were little round green things. It was in a... No, not batteries not included, dear. dear. They're all... Where are they? They're, they're in a, a an arcade. Was it Was it uh, Toy Story? And he, he goes into the, the arcade and they're all like, ooh, hey, ooh. Am I talking to myself here? No, do you what? know what? There What's is an animation on? that does that, but I don't, yeah. think it's, I don't think it's Toy Story. I think it's Toy Story. Something goes on I they're all wearing he... glasses, and they're all going, Ooh. oh, I know where there's a scene like that. In um, the, anima- the Sony animation, where they're in um, open season, and all the rabbits... No, it's not open season. And all the rabbits... No, it's not. Up. I've never seen up. open Shut season. Up. Let me finish this one, please. Avatar. Ooh. It's not Avatar. No, but at the end of not. open season, no, with all the rabbits watching the fireworks, because all the cars are exploding, and they're wearing the glasses, and they're going, ooh, It's Toy Story. It's where he's at... It is so. Not I've not got open gone. season. You're an old man now. <laughs> I've not got open season. I haven't so. <laughs> <laughs> if I got open season, I'd tell you about it. But I haven't. That makes you sound like it's something wrong with you. I know. Do you know, somebody sent me a thing the other day relating to Stephen Gerrard and Alex Curran. And it was allegations about their private life. And uh, I then said to a friend of mine, this is old. I'm sure that this is an old story. And a friend of mine checked it out and went, this has been circulating on the internet since 2006. Well, surprisingly, it's only just made the front page of the Daily Star, where they've said, uh, Gerard and Alex in love split hell. And they've said, no, we're closer than ever before. It's a silly rumour that started in a pub, onto the internet, and now it's become gospel. So it is not true. But that's a sort not of that's true. a sort of Z-list celebrity story to me. That yeah. I've just Why has anybody got any interest in whether they're I, together or not? I have no cares? idea. 
I don't, I don't, all I know is that Alex Curran is another one of these useless old things who follows a footballer around. They get married, they've got children, she goes shopping. End of story. That's all she does. A vacuous, vacuous existence. Well, I've got no interest in whether they're together, splitting up, having a, having a tiff. No. I've got no interest in their lives whatsoever. Well, we, we don't care, do we? Jedward fans. Are there any? Apparently have stolen a set of billboard posters advertising a fast food chain which features the uh, X Factor twins. Apparently, you know they had to see. This this is a very clever way of getting publicity. You, it's a publicity stunt because what you do is you. Because I'm not going to name the chain because it's it's you won't have ever heard of it. It's only an Irish chain. So obviously, the best that they can get is have. an Irish chain. No, you won't have heard of it. Believe you me. I might have. And so they then say, "Oh, it's been stolen," and makers of the uh, of the of the food chain say, "Oh, it's obviously as hot as our products." This is a cheap publicity stunt, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Nobody in their right mind would ever steal it because otherwise, I'd have the police around there straight away. Because I thought Jedward had disappeared. Have they not been given the uh, children's um, presenting gig yet? Children's TV? No. They haven't? No, not yet. No. I think they should. I think, I think they're going to do that. it. We, we'd rather go naked than wear fur. I beg your pardon. I think they're going to do that. The what? poster campaign. We'd rather go naked than wear fur. Oh, I see. Jedward are going to go and do a naked poster. Well, I think they're act- Well, they, they, put it they've got to find something, haven't they? I think they should be presenters for children's TV. I think they'd be very good for that. Yeah, but the, uh, well, I, I agree with you. The only trouble is only one talks. That's all right. The other one doesn't talk, as is patently obvious from all their interviews. So one does all the... Well, you know, and I was saying to him the other day, and I said... So, and, and it's lovely, but then you wait for the oh, other one. I thought Jennifer was in the room. How are you, Nye? How are you, Nye? How's your man? Parshar. <laughs> Sorry? Is there any other word I can Par-shar. say? Power shower. Power shower. Par-shar. Yeah. Actually, strange enough, uh, Christine Blakely, for that was a very good impression of her, Parshar, uh, is going to be hosting some BAFTA thing but it's not the proper BAFTAs this is the people behind the scenes people who make lampposts for films and stuff like that that should be the proper BAFTAs well, they're, it's the, sort of, they're it's, the real heroes like of the film industry aren't they well they certainly are and you're so right and let's applaud them now <laughs> give them the clap they so richly deserve oh, even Arlington says what's more embarrassing than having to take a sample in is taking it to the pathology labs and handing it to a pretty young girl so you've still got me that last one oh, sorry. sorry all right <laughs> <laughs> Alex says, do you know anyone who's been stupid enough to buy the world's most expensive coffee, the bean of which is eaten by a civet, then pooped out, clean and sold? Oh, Alex, don't be so ridiculous. I mean, who, who in their right mind, anything like that? Pff, ever heard of that before? Never. There you go. Ridiculous. Uh, what colour do you go for, Stephen, an Apple Mac? Does it come in green? What? Don't think it comes in anything. I think, think his is just white. White. Comes different colours, does it? Oh, right. Mine's... Uh-huh. Ah, you see, oh. you just rushed in there, didn't you? I did. Just rushed in there. Fools rushing where angels feel. Tr- yes, I didn't actually. I just I thought it was white, but also, what, what's the point of having one on the back? It was going to go around the back. And go, oh, look, it's green. What colour? It? Yeah, it's Who the same cares? as what's the point of spending a thousand pounds on a computer? Oh, and you don't, use half don't start. Honestly, please don't start this because I've been in such a good mood since you've not been here, and my blood pressure has gone down and everything, and I'm now a much healthier person. You come in, and I feel like I'm going to a relapse. Oh, thanks. That's nice, well, isn't it? That's nice. Thanks for know. all the text messages you sent me, by the way, when I was ill. You were ill. What's the point of sending you a text message? I got one you? from you. You're still alive. Yeah, well, and I was like, oh, that's nice, thanks. Yeah, because we had to make alternative arrangements. Oh, was that we bought food in one morning and I didn't want to waste it. <laughs> was that the Mars Bar Day? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I heard, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Mars Bar Day went very well. Yes, I heard. Mars sent me in all these Mars Bars, which I distributed among the news me, team, and they all went, they were very pleased. Even the boss took one yesterday. Really? And it's most unlike him to take one. I promise you, he, he's, he's not the sort of person who just takes it. And, and I went out and I offered it. And, and he took and he took one for, for for young Cushing, and he took a cream egg for uh, for Chris Lowry. You had cream eggs as well. Yep, 
Certainly did. Had a box of cream eggs. You didn't save me any cream eggs? I did save your cream eggs. Well, where are they? Uh, not here. Right. They're upstairs. Do you want a cream egg? Yeah, I'd love have one cream. later. Oh, but the Mars bars were the special ones for the football. They've got a different... Um... I'm not interested now. Now oh, you mentioned cream eggs. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, you're a cream egg fanatic. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I get sick Don't, on you cream remember eggs. when we went to, um, to uh, um, Costco and we... I, you forced me to buy that whole packet. Sort of oh, thing. right, yeah. And we got through half of them before we actually left the building. <laughs> Don't. I feel quite queasy, actually. I'll tell you who actually lost his, his temper the other day. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a clue. Girly boy. Oh, Alex. Alex Reed. Him and, uh, him and the ugly one turn up outside a fertility clinic, and um, there's the, there are photographers waiting outside there. So Alex has one of his little queenie strops... And shouting at them through the window. Go away. This is a couple who actively seek publicity and will sell every aspect of their life. Go away. Go away. Or I'm calling the police. What so were they doing? The, the photographers were waiting outside a fertility clinic. Because presumably they'd been tipped off that they were going there. Oh, I wonder who by. Anyway, so they then sort of get... And he's shouting at through the window. Quite clearly, you know, becoming as a girly boy. Because remember he actually cancelled his fight because he's hurt his leg. Didn't stop him getting out of the car, though making me wonder whether or not he can actually fight at all or whether he's just a big powder puff. But he then calls the police. The police turn up. You'd think they've got better things to do. And so they've got... He didn't actually get a proper one. He just got a community policeman, uh, which is not quite the same sort of thing. So he sort of, sort of stands up. Next thing, Alex gets out of the car and starts pointing his finger. A rather nasty piece of work, if you ask me. Don't start pointing your finger, silly boy. And, and in the, the end... Are the they... people that making him famous, you mean? Um, I'm assuming so. The people giving him all the publicity for his TV show? Well, I, I think, obviously, he, he started believing he's something interesting, as opposed to just silly, naff cross-dresser who can't cage fight and married the unattractive woman whose career blew up years ago. I accidentally ended up on his programme the other day. Couldn't get off it fast enough. Alex Reeves, the audience has dropped. Fight of his life! Ah, uh, uh, was this where he went to India? Uh, no, he was going to America in this episode, I think Ah, it was. well, he, he's either going India or he's America. He's going somewhere, but I turned it off before, before he even started going anywhere. Yeah, well, the bored. good news is he has, he's cancelled his fight in this country. It's hurt his knee and <laughs> so he can't fight. Which, of course, we never thought he would anyway, because the other bloke... I've spoken to cage fighters before. A friend of mine, Paul, Paul Cooper, knows some travelling cage fighters. When I say travelling, I mean travellers who are cage fighters. And they, they knocked him out last time they were with him. I so don't see the appeal of it. Well, it's just, it, the trouble is, he's a bit like Vinnie Jones. I'm an hard man. No, you're not. Don't be so silly. There's but nothing what, clever being saying you're a hard man. But what's the appeal of watching cage fighting? Well, I, mean, I, I do a bit of cage fighting. Well, I know you do. Yeah. I know you do, because yeah. you have to wear a mask. But when I'm doing it, I'm trying to move the hamster to one side so I can actually get in there. Yeah. You know, go on the wheel and everything else and sit in the ball. That's because and... you take all the nibbles. <laughs> I like sunflower seeds. And then you bring them in and Our hamster with used to fill up its... I never understood why hamsters did it. I mean, every day we put food in its little thing, little, and it would fill up its little cheeks. Oh, it's so what its you do every day. Hair, and then I'd pick it up and go... <laughs> like that, and he could pebble dash the side of the cage. I'm going to report you. For what? It's dead cruelty. anyway. It's dead. It's dead. dead. Right, yeah, of course. Dead. Yeah. Went years ago. Whatever. Buried in a garden in Newbury. <laughs> we didn't tell them. <laughs> what? He's supposed to tell people you bury something in the Are garden. You? I think so. I don't, I, it's all right if it's a pet. Yes, it's a courtesy, I think. Wouldn't they notice with the cross? <laughs> we didn't put a cross on it. <laughs> we just buried it at a small service, you mm. know. Ashes to ashes. Did you actually do, did, when you actually buried it, did you actually do a year in the wall? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. That's quite sweet, isn't it? Unfortunately, of course, we, we did have the, the big mistake. We sort of buried it. And what we should have done, with hindsight, is sort of put something over the top, like a brick, 
Because the next morning, the cat dug it up and brought it to the back door for oh, us. No. Oh, no! Oh, no. not nice. No, 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 Because they no, used to no. get on really well together. Yes. The cat would sit outside the cage and the hamster would run round on the wheel and the cat would sort of put its little paw through, playing, you know, thinking, I'm going to eat you. And uh, so we never let them out together because it could have been a bit dangerous. Well, I was sat at home the other day, watching TV one evening, trying to recover, and all of a sudden I could hear this little... <coughs> I'm thinking, what? what's that noise? You. No, it wasn't me. And as I looked down at my feet, there's this little vole on its two packed legs, little little front legs up it, looking at me, going, Oh, hello. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, for a moment, I'm just looking and thinking, Oh, isn't that sweet? And then it kind of clicked what it was. <laughs> and I've never jumped out of my seat so fast. One of the cats had brought it in. And oh, obviously just thought, no. Alan just wants a present, bring this in. Wasn't going to kill it, just left it. They and normally then, play and with it until they die of shock. This little thing was, wasn't even scared of me. It's just like looking at me, going, You know, help me. As I'm... Help me? As I'm stood on said? the mantelpiece. Help me? Well, you know, in, in, in Vole's Excuse speech. me, sir, knowing your, your status. My name is Vole, and I'm in a little bit of a pickle here. Liked you to show me the front door, and if you could possibly open it. Don't even make out you're a friend to animals. Animal lover. You're not. I you talk actually, to you're animals. actually, you know, you should be reported for the stuff that you've done to animals. I talk to animals. Ducks. Little ducks, baby, ch- you know, little yeah, ducks. Right, what have mistake. you done to them? Well, exactly. Well, ex- yeah, but that was my fault. It wasn't my fault. I mean, I was trying to be helpful to was them. Was it you that boiled the goldfish? Oh, Lord save us. That's right. Start on that one again. Anyway, it's, um, it's Steve Allen by himself, I think. LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Lovely to have your company. Tuesday morning on, uh, on LBC 97.3. Oh, on the side table, on the side table. Don't put it on there. On the side table. You're bringing coffee in, girly. No, I'm going to knock it over. Oh, I've knocked it over. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other day, Kerry Katona was devastated. Why? Devastated. Her house was burgled. Right. Well, I mean, they're obviously coming up with as many stories as they can think of to try and make her interesting. And apparently her daughter Molly's piano, her sunbed... Although, to be honest, she's as pale as a... As so, a, they stole the sunbed? Yeah. Isn't that quite a, big? I don't know. And apparently, uh, she discovered the carnage when she went to the pad she shared with a strange low-life husband, Mark Croft, to gather the rest of Kerry's belongings. Not only had the place been ransacked, but the intruder had plugged a Merry Christmas sign in the hallway and left it flashing. They say here, Kerry is... Kerry's mum, Sue, says Kerry's absolutely heartbroken. She can't believe somebody could do this to her. Really? You need to come out in the real world. Of course somebody's going to do it to her. Start flashing your money around like that in that neck of the woods. Don't be so stupid. How do people Good not Lord. notice that you, your neighbours are being robbed when they're taking a sunbed well, out of the house? Well, exactly, yes. I mean, also, I mean, have you ever seen Kerry Katona? Yes, oh, I've met her God. a few times, actually. She doesn't even look as though she uses a uh, sunbed. I used to like not her. Really? I did, a long time ago. Yes, I mean, I'd, I've never been a, a fan, actually. Uh, Mick says, why do people use cash machines that charge you for taking out your own money? Because sometimes you need the cash and you can't wait. Yes. I've never paid for taking out money out the I've, cash I've had to several times oh, because I, I needed the money there and then. Years ago, I used to use these bureau de changes. Bureau de change. Bureau de change. What was the one that they used to use on uh, Bergerac? Bureau des étrangers. Mm-hmm. I used to love them. Bureau uh, des étrangers. And, uh, and I used to have to go in there and, and pay to take money out because I used to write a cheque out and they do charge you for cashing a cheque. But mm. I've never used them. You can use the cash machine. I don't know why anybody cashes a cheque in those places. Ridiculous. So I, I agree. You don't need to do it. Uh, did no, you get... you do. Sorry? You do if you need the money. 
I don't no, do it because I want to do it. I don't go to a machine and go, oh, do you know what? It's going to charge me £2.75. I really want to use that machine. Yeah, but you can find another machine where they don't charge you. No, sometimes you can't. Sometimes well, you, you can. Use... No, you can, okay. Alan. Example, in yeah. a pub. Where For example, I was in a pub yeah. and needed to buy some drinks. There was no other pubs in the area. It was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It was my turn to buy a round. They, their card machine wasn't working, but they had one of their cash machines that was working, and it cost £2.75 to use it. Of course. I it's had old, to use the, the machi- old oh, pub oh. wheeze of, oh, our machine doesn't work. Yes. You'll have to use our cash no. point and pay money. No, I know the pub owners of this one, and yeah. they were friends, and they really yeah. weren't scam. Yeah. And they've scammed you, as everybody else does. Do you remember years ago when I said <laughs> that I went on the cruise, and I said that every night on the cruise, when I would come back to my cabin after dinner... The lovely woman who cleaned the cabin would make a strange arrangement with a towel. She wanted a tip. Yeah, well, you, do, you don't tip daily, you tip at the end of the cruise. Oh, right. And, and so every day you'd come back. The, the piece de resistance was Cash when I machine? came back in, and <laughs> she'd done a monkey hanging on a, on a oh, hanger. Oh, that's right, yes. And it was hanging above the bed every day. What's the link? I don't see the link. Well, the, yeah, I'm coming to oh, it. Oh, right, OK, I'm sorry. Coming to sorry, it sorry, now. Pardon, sorry. Yes, because on. Bob... Uh, says, when we went to Egypt, we had the same. And here is the demonstration of the towel as a swan. Careful. There you go. That's what you get. That is two towels. <laughs> it, it looks like an elephant's trunk. Does it? Oh. It does a little bit, I agree, but it's a swan. It's a swan. It's, it's very, very clever. Nice. It's very clever. But every day I got that in the room. But I did think her pierced resistance was the monkey. Yes. On Where's the, the link? On the hangar, sorry? The well, link? there's no link, but, uh, but you, you expressed disbelief that that's what they did in the cabin. <laughs> Where's the there's no sorry. link. I thought, that, yeah, but the way you went in, it was like, we're going for a cash machine to something, and I thought there was a relevance. Yeah, because there was a cash machine on the ship, and I didn't have to pay any money to take <laughs> money out. Also, she left me two chocolates every, every night. Did you eat them? Thank you, Bob and Anita in Romford. Yeah, I did. Did you? Even though it was a, it was a, it was a double cabin, but just for me. What about the lucky people on these cruises that got stuck yeah. with the ash? Oh no, they've all come back traumatized. People <laughs> will be suing left, right, and centre. They've gone. Oh, it was awful. You think? Wait a minute. You had a week's holiday. Now you've had two weeks' holiday, and half of it's been on a cruise. Well, I've spoken to a couple of people, and they, yeah. they had a great time. Loved it. The, the silly ones who come back are the ones who go. Well, it's just been a very traumatic. Someone was crying at the airport. Get over yourself. I'm shouting. Get over yourself. Mm. Just ridiculous. On the subject of uh, Jack Tweed. As ever, totally right, says, uh, says Paul in Manchester. Not a fan of Mr Tweed, whose brains were in his boxes, but at the same time, the girl involved must have known she wasn't going back to have a cup of tea and a sponge finger. Well, that's it. <laughs> I don't have an issue with him. <laughs> Sorry, apparently a cup of tea is very funny to them next door. Anyway, uh, as for Miss Welsh, she opens her heart and the mirror opens its wallet. And that's exactly what happens. If you read... What Sue Carroll has said today. I mean, it's it's really not not very uh, not very good, you know. That they they because she admitted she did cocaine, Denise, right, Walsh, from loose women. And uh, Sue, Sue Carroll has said, "Oh, isn't it marvellous that they, you know?" She, hopefully, we'll see her back smiling on the loose women panel. She's never done anything but smile on the loose women panel. You're obviously, not watching it on a regular basis, like what I do. Isn't that all they do? Yes. Oh, I finally caught Coach Trip. Just oh, as it you? finished. Just as it finished, the last one. <laughs> what a diabolical programme. How can you enjoy awful, that? Dre- no, they, the programme's good. They were horrible people. No, no, I'm pretty sure the programme was bad. No, no, it's, it's very good. God, the coffee's revolting. No, no, really, Steve, it was bad. I'd rather have a sponge finger. Cheap rubbish TV, I'm afraid. I don't know how you enjoy that. I like cheap rubbish TV. Oh, I'm a big fan of it. it. Uh, by the way, you mentioned the gymnastics team on Britain's Got Talent yesterday. Yes, uh, they were very good. Said, uh, were myself and better half the only ones to consider the uniforms to be a bit iffy? No, not really. We thought they were great. We thought they were great. But they come from Ashford in Middlesex, down the road from me. If I'd, when I lived in Staines, if I'd played my cards right, I could have, um, 
I could have been um, what a joined, gymnast. Joined the gymnast. You could have been a gymnast. Could have done. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, Steve, did you see the YouTube clip of Michelle Heaton falling over at the launch of a new car? I know how much you love Michelle Heaton. Not. I think she's dreary. Yes, another I've seen another that. waste of space, I'm afraid. Another waste of space. And uh, congratulations, says Shirley Teese, on joining the wonderful world of Mac. You will fall in love with your new computer. You so will eventually. No, 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 no. no I, excuse me. Can I just say? Yeah. I'm not saying you won't like it. Yeah. I'm just saying it's going to take you a while to get used to it because well, you've never used she says a Mac here, before. When I got my first Mac about 15 years ago after using a PC. I had a problem with it. I couldn't work out how to get into it. Went back to John Lewis where I bought it. Man I saw just turned it on and said, there, it's open. And lo and behold, it was. I clicked on the postage stamp icon in the dock and mail opened it up. I clicked on an icon like uh, Compass and up pops Safari. Yes, it's very simple yeah. to use. I love them. Yeah. Absolutely adore them. I'm not saying you're not going to like it and I'm not yeah. saying it's a great choice. You don't have to bother installing antivirus programs. Do you know it why? It doesn't get junk because it's in its own environment. Yeah. She said you'll probably it's use it more than you ever did your PC. On the newer ones, such as your model, there's an application name which I forgot, which has movie trailers. I haven't seen a coloured Mac since the late 90s when they introduced the lightweight laptop. They used to be black, mine's white, but there are silver models. Once you have a Mac, you won't want to go back to a PC. No, I can probably agree with that completely. So you're just bitter. No, I'm just trying to say that you're going to not be... It's going to take you a while to get used to it because it's so different than a PC. Well, look, listen, I can adapt. No, you can't. I can so. I've adapted to you. Oh, here we go. The, the truth is coming out now. No, and by the way, before, before, and also I'd like a quick round of You Were Right Yet Again. The Toy Story is where it's in the pizza place, where all the little things are in that machine, where it's the crane that comes out. Ooh, ooh. I didn't say it wasn't. I was just saying there was another moment in another film that they do it as well. No, you didn't say I, it. I, I I'm terribly sorry. I Gareth and Hampshire. And uh, and Daz and everybody else has agreed that uh, everybody has, else. I like that two people have written in. Everybody everybody's knows agreeing. Me. Everybody who knows me. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Incidentally, tell Alan says Stephen Harlington that you're very friendly to animals if they fit on a plate with two veg. <laughs> what about happened to the vole? What did you do with it? Oh no, I managed to entice it out. Entice it? What did you do? talk to it? No, I chased it with a broom. <laughs> Okay, it chased me with a broom, but, yeah, it, left, exactly. but it left the room eventually. Picking up the yes, broom. Yes, it did leave the room. Mm. Good. I think it was a vole. You think... It well, they like don't normally sit in front of you. Well, that's the begging. scary bit. Yeah, that's what worries me. It wasn't begging. Me. I think it was, it was yeah. trying to, you know, pick a fight. Fiona and Gatwick, <laughs> Gatwick said, is that your stomach? I, I told you, I'm still not 100% yet. Yeah. Very unnecessary, I'm afraid. It's, I'm so sorry. Yeah, wouldn't catch me doing that. Fiona and Gatwick has said, you sure Freddie Starr didn't eat your hamster? Thank you for making me smile in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. 20 minutes to six is uh, the time. Uh, Abdullah Azad is today's crook. We haven't mentioned Mr Azad before. Uh, why is he a crook? I don't know why. Because Abdul Azad, for the second time, has gone to prison. This time they've sent him to prison for five years. He forged... 15,000 illegal passports to get illegal immigrants into the country. Good grief. 15,000. So they've sent this old crook. They were so good, they fooled the Home Office. They were so good. But anyway, he'd, he'd been done for this before. They reckon that these 15,000 people could have raked in £10 million worth of benefits. 15,000 illegals in the country due to this old crook. Anyway, you'll be spending time eating porridge, matey, won't you? Which is good news for everybody. What of the other two? I've got no idea. How embarrassing is a father of two? There's our father, the criminal. There's our father, the crook. There's our father, who's helped 15,000 people rip this country off. Fantastic. Anyway, other stories in the papers today. Um, I don't know, have you ever seen... Uh, the Real Hustle. 
I think I've seen it a little bit. Yes, I've never seen it twice. There's a girl in there, she's now doing a television advert, and she's, out of all of them, she, they have to dress up and, and fool members of the public. Oh, right. And sometimes it's, it's, it's a very good con. Other times it's a con you think, you can't really fall for that, can you? And yet we all fall for it. My driver, Mohammed was saying this morning, he saw some man going along cars the other day, saying to some, excuse me, I've run out of petrol, can you lend me two pounds to get some petrol for my car? He said, and he asked him, and he said he, he wouldn't give him any money. But a lot of people give money nowadays. Really? Yeah. What's that one? Oh, yes, I saw that story. It's an interesting story, that one. Well, read it then. Don't well, just I'm point just... it out to me. No, no, I'm just don't know whether to share it with you now. You know, you're being so nasty with me. Well, Anthony Davis did it earlier on. Oh, well, if he's done, I'm not doing it. What's well, the do point? It again. Well, what's do the it. point? You know, do just, it. Just duplicating stories. God. Well, Apparently, God. toy boys make you feel younger. I've heard this before on Anthony Davis's show. But the thing is, they're only talking about how a toy boy makes a woman feel younger. Doesn't it work for men as well? No. Why? Men don't have toy boys. Do they? What? Women have toy boys. No, I'm sure uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever thought of having, like, a manly sneeze? Sorry? Uh, yeah, exactly. A manly sneeze? No, What's no. A man- what? Achoo. Achoo. No. Excuse me. Actually, the funny thing is, every morning I sneeze and it's about this time. Okay, well, okay. What after Chevy wearing? Is that, that cheap stuff? Is it brute or something? It's... It's very irritating, whatever it is. Is it Old Spice? The mark of a man. I wear the same aftershave that you wear. Denim. We reckon denim. You denim. It's where the hand goes down and then the hand comes across. <laughs> what kind of a killjoy night is that, ladies and gentlemen? Do men have toy girls, then? If, if, um, if women have toy boys? Cl- Clive Sinclair does. Right. Clive Sinclair has just married his okay. latest. But what about gay men and gay women? So do gay men have toy boys? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if they gay go out with somebody women. younger, it's, a, a man can then have a toy boy. Well, can't what's he? your idea of going out with somebody younger? We had this argument years ago on LBC of what is an acceptable age. If, for example, you are a man of fifty, yeah, right. should you go out with a seventeen-year-old? Well, surely it's up to the individuals. Well, it, yeah, but it, uh, would society think that would be acceptable? I think society, if it was, well, a man and woman. Either right. So who's the older? The woman. If the woman was, if the woman's oh, in, a, oh right, oh, sorry. If the woman's like say forty and she went out with a seventeen-year-old bloke, I don't think society would, would bat too much of an eyelid about right. it. If it was the other way round, if it was like a forty-year-old man going out with a seventeen-year-old girl, then society goes, oh my word. Yes, true. Yes, true. We have had cases. There is that there is a teacher in the paper today who had a fling with a fifteen-year-old boy. Well, that's 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 far too young. It is. It is. It's just too that's young. Just, that's it? just silly. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't, I'm not going down that road with it. I'm t- the discussion is. What, as, what you said earlier, yeah. if it was... All right, so let's say, OK, a, a 20-year-old girl goes out with a 50-year-old man. Is that wrong? Do you think that's wrong? A 20-year-old girl goes out, goes 50 out with a 50-year-old man. Um, well, personally, I would say it doesn't make any difference because it, it, it's, it's like saying a 16-year-old. Well, I've met some 16-year-olds who listen to LBC who are terribly, terribly intelligent, and you would never know. Yes, exactly. On the other hand, I've seen some pretty stupid 16-year-olds on the television. But why do we get, why do we get more worried if the older person is a man and the younger person's a girl? Because we see it as predatory. We see it now, I think, as, as predatory with a woman. But can't but... women be predatory? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, um, somebody has just texted into me to say, toy boys make you feel older. Fabulous, but exhausting. Oh, that's a good, that's a good, uh, And I remember somebody else telling me this. I won't tell you who that was who, who sent that. But I remember somebody else saying that it was always better to take a younger lover because they've got more stamina. They don't have anything to talk about, but hell, who wants to talk? <laughs> <laughs> Quarter to six. News headlines, a secret police report into the death of anti-racism campaigner Blair Peach three decades ago will be published by the Met Police later. He was hit over the head at a demonstration against the National Front in Southall. 
The majority of British people left stranded abroad because of the ash cloud crisis should be home by the end of the week. That's according to travel agents. And Boris Johnson officially opens the new £1 billion East London line later, which will connect thousands of Londoners with the Tube network. Very good morning with travel, Matt Jones. Thanks, Steve. Good morning. We'll start off on the uh, M23 in Surrey with... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Tuesday morning in London town. Hope it's going to be a nice day. I really hope it's going to be a nice day. Oh, it is. Producer said it is. Oh, it's that's blue it. sky outside. The voice of God has spoken. It is going to be a nice day. So when it tips down later and you all drown... It's blue. You know, come back to us. Sorry? It's blue outside. Somebody said... It. Now, funny you should say blue, because I said two days ago on the programme, when we had no planes... My friend Michael said to me, is it true that the sky was bluer when there weren't any planes in the sky? I said, to be honest with you, I never even, I never even looked. What I said, nonsense. Sorry? I think it's nonsense. It is a bit nonsense, it's isn't nonsense. it? nonsense. I like hearing the planes going over it. It makes me feel as like I'm part of the world. Does it? And especially as Avatar is out today. And they, they reckon, they say this every time a video comes out. I thought it was DVD, out yesterday. To, well, I've got mine this morning. Oh, yes, yesterday, sorry, yeah. Well, whatever it is, they've said it's the biggest selling DVD of all time. Like they said, E.T. was the biggest selling. What? You were wrong. <laughs> no, I wasn't wrong. It's just See, I, I received note these it down. today. I should just note these things down. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, you see, <laughs> uh, see, there's somebody here who's written in to me saying, me 54, him 25. Really prefer them, O-I-L. O-I-L? What's that Old, mean? ill and loaded. <laughs> oh, nice. Good answer. like that. That's a good one, isn't it? Or failing that, old, ill and with a heart complaint. See, do we... Do That's we, always fairly popular. See, do we, all, do we just have a go at people like that because we're actually jealous? Is that really what the essence is? Well, I always think that ugly people, and you can only confirm this to me now, <laughs> that ugly people try harder. <laughs> because if, if you're a very good-looking... I, I have mean, no I problems. Would, Leave me alone. No, but I, I, I would never go out with a particularly good-looking person. Because there's no point in two of us competing for the mirror. Do you know what? It's the particularly good-looking people that are actually the single ones, because people don't approach them. They're too scared. Yes, it's true. You're that, right. I, so I have true. spoken to some very attractive people, and I've said, I said, yeah, and they've said, oh, I'm still single. I said, how can you be single? I said, because nobody comes up no. to you. Because they're too worried about somebody going, are you serious? Yeah. I'm going to go out with you. And yet they don't do that at all. Yeah, so that's why you'll often find very attractive people with very unattractive people. But then you that know? tends to be what they go for. Because you never, you never well, usually. I don't want to be rude, but I don't, oh, but, I, but this has been highlighted by the papers. Holly Willoughby's husband is the sort of bloke. All the papers were saying, "How on earth did he pull her?" They're like chalk and cheese. She's glam, blonde, busty. He's bald, naff, plain. You know, a bit, they're like chalk, and, and people are saying, "How on earth?" Did, in fact, one of the one of the TV critics said, oh, "We just met her husband. How did he pull her?" But isn't that isn't that how life works? Well, somebody said to me, it's personality. Of course it's personality. Well, no, to a degree it's personality. Yeah. It's, you know, we've got to be honest, looks do play a part in it. Is it actually possible to, to fall for somebody after you've known them for a while? Or oh, I it... don't know about that. I find that difficult sometimes. I do? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Do you want to think about this? <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, if, if you've actually it's known somebody for, say, you know, like six years and you've been really, really close friends, is that possible for it to turn into something else? I'm proposing. No, don't be silly. Oh. But is, is it actually possible for it to turn into something else? I think it can turn into something else, but possibly it's probably it more dangerous. to see, you know, the attraction and perhaps they, you know, they haven't been lucky in relationships. Because I remember going, you know, I've, I've got a, a very old friend of mine, very, very old friend of mine, and, um, and... And because we've known each other for such a long time, they said, wouldn't it be great if we were attracted to each other? Because it would be a long-lasting relationship. Because relationships don't last very long, traditionally now. Don't they? 
No, they know some relationships have lost quite well. well. There's, there's, there's a couple in the paper today. This is Doreen and Len Whitting. They live together, but they hate each other. They haven't, they haven't no, said right. a word to each other for years. <laughs> okay. uh, half a century after falling in love, they now hate each other, but they still live together in the family home, oh. which is nice. And, and somebody just said to me, uh, the reason, uh, you know, Holly and her hubby are very happy together, but he is so rich. Oh, you see, I don't think you should stay with somebody because of money. Don't you? Well, maybe How mad just are a few you? months. <laughs> yes. well, until you imagine. Because they used to say, go out with Elton John, you'll end up with a business, a car, <laughs> yes. a lifestyle. I think, he, I think he went out with, with somebody in Canada, they ended up with an ice cream parlour. I couldn't date somebody because of money. I couldn't date Elton John, it has to be said. I mean, no. given the... Ch- you know, there is such a thing as money and toupees. But would you have gone out and with somebody because they had money? I don't mean me? now. No. I mean years ago. Um, when you were in your 20s, would you have dated somebody just because they've got money? Well, it depends. What do you mean it depends? Well, because, yes or no answer. Yes, somebody's not going to come up to you and say, listen, would I like to go out with me? I'm very rich. I, I always used to be... No, quiet. but hang on, before you continue, you mm. don't, you know, if you meet somebody somewhere in a pub or wherever it is, if they've got a lot of money and they're just trying to get you in, say, in, just get you into bed or just to go out with you for a little while... <laughs> me? They, uh, <laughs> sometimes they do stop playing the money card and they stop, you know, getting into conversations. Oh, you know, I've got this and I've got that. Oh, no, I'm not impressed like by things. Like you do it every plumbing day on the radio. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm not impressed by things like that. Ah, that's what my question yeah, was. So, so I'm, it's I'm, for you, it's not... It's... No, money does not impress me in the slightest. I know people who've got money, loads more money than I have, loads more money, but then most people have got more money than me, and I'm not remotely impressed by it. Somebody go, oh, I've got this and that, and say, I don't really care. I'm not, I'm not jealous of anybody. I can no. honestly say, hand on heart, you know I'm the most generous person in the entire world. You are rather generous. I am a generous yes, person. Yes, you are. Because I'm not impressed by money. I'm, if somebody says to me, oh, I've got this, and we'd like to get, I would feel intimidated by it, and mm. I would not be happy. But do you think it's wrong for somebody to go out with somebody just because they've got money? Well, some people do, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're a page three scrub, so a page three girl... But who's using then, who in that situation? Well, it probably works for both. I mean, the, the silly footballer, whoever it is, thinks that they really love them, whereas the other person's thinking, right, they've got a bit of money, I can make money out of it, and that's do what people think, do Do nowadays. you actually think this footballers are that naive to think Yes, actually... of course I think that. Oh, I'm not so of sure. Course, oh, absolutely. I'm not so Listen, sure. Listen, the clubs are full of, of sad old footballers. Yeah, but they're not naive enough to think that... Of course they no, are. I, I'm not so sure they are. They, have, think... uh, they have half a bottle of Cristal. They don't drink very often. Often because they're supposed to be Probably super the cheap fit. As well. They're dull as anything. They've got no conversation apart from, you want to come back, darling? And so they go back and they go, hi, hi, and, you. Uh, you know, I'd like to go out with you. <laughs> and here's my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get married. And, and then people get scared, but then they go to the papers and sell stories. I mean, the amount of times I've, I've opened up the newspaper. I mean, even today, Denise Welsh, dreariness personified, I'm afraid, is going on about her... Yesterday we had her cocaine binging, mm. and now today we've, we've, we've actually got her, her talking about um, her husband, their fights, their love life. <laughs> well, I'm not remotely interested, silly girl. I'm not interested. The drunken fights with my husband, my secret battle with the booze. Oh, Denise, grow up, for God's sake. Why can't a woman of your private? age, you should know a lot better. We're not interested. I couldn't care less. I couldn't, I couldn't be less interested if Alan Dodgen wrote his life story on the back of a postage stamp. Oh, you would love my life story. It's of fascinating. Of course I would, because I'd feature in it. Today, Steve bought me breakfast. 
Next day, Steve bought me breakfast. Steve bought me a lovely Christmas present. I'm still debating what to buy Steve for Christmas. I know, I'll take something in the studio, let him play with it, then take it away again. <laughs> yes, it's not as bad as giving away a present, though, is no. it? It's not as bad as that, what? let's be honest. What? Every present I've what? ever given you, you've either thrown away or given it to I people. I haven't. The police have come to collect Excuse them me. because they were stolen, that's why. Petri Hoskins' son's got most of my presents I oh, gave you. Oh, that's right. Blame him. Poor child at private school. It's not his fault. Goodness sake. I gave it to him because it was more useful to Can him. Can I just say, before I forget, thank yeah. you to everybody on Twitter who was um, tweeting me when I was ill. Yes. Particularly Grolly, who was keeping up with me all the time. Thank you to everybody who knows me on Twitter as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> of course well. you are. You love using Twitter. I do love using it, What's actually. your favourite thing about Twitter? I think, um, I don't think there's one favourite thing about it. I think there are probably quite a few different things. And I'm on, it's uh, Steve Allen. Oh, you, I'm the Dodgster. Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> reason why you picked that, was there? No, I just didn't, I just, I just... I don't know, I just wanted a different name. I just, a bit boring just to put your own names. I just made oh, something up. Oh, well, yeah. I'm obviously boring then, aren't I? I just thought, you know, it'd be better to have... No, I'll tell you what it was. When I was when I first started doing it, everybody was putting nicknames on. They weren't using their real names. They just put oh, their nicknames right. on. So I just thought, oh, I'll come up with a little well, nickname. You can find me on the, uh, on the LBC website, uh, lbc.co.uk, or twitter.com forward slash Steve Allen Show. Because you, okay. you do twit- tweet a lot. I do tweet a lot. I get around a bit. You do. I like your photos that you put on there. Thank you. Well, it's more today. Well, now you get your Mac. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm going to buy a pedometer as well. All right. I can give you one. I've got loads. <laughs> yeah, I can understand I have... that. Oh, do you know what? I've also got a heart monitor. <laughs> oh, that I don't need. For the need. gym. No, I don't need that. But I tell you what. I know I when I'm feeling th- fragile. They're rather addictive, though, because the thing is, I've been leaving it on after the gym, yeah. and I'm getting rather addicted to just sitting down watching TV, and every now and then just, oh, what, my heart's doing that, is it? All right. It's rather addictive. Really exciting. Uh, That's an interesting thing. Lauren says, looking forward to Darren's photos. Did you watch the cookery programme on Channel 4 at 5pm? Have you seen it? This is where there's Nick Nairn and some other idiot rushing around. And a lot of people cook it. It's the most awful programme I've ever seen. In fact, it was so bad, I had to turn it off. What's it called? I don't know. I just know it was 5 o'clock on Channel 4. And if Noreen says it was odd, and she'll watch most things, like I will. Well, I don't say, what, 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 what's it sh- about? It's just, it's a lot of cooks, all in a big, big studio, and a silly man in a silly suit rushing. It's awful. It's absolutely dreadful. I mean, oh, is this this cook iron or iron... That's right. It's Something. awful. I haven't seen it yet. I heard oh, about it. I wouldn't waste your time. It's like watching an Alex Reed show. Oh, it'd be like Coach Trip, then. No, but Coach Trip's addictive. <laughs> no, it's not. It is so. No. No, Coach, it is addictive. We all agree, because we, we like Brendan. We all agree. We do No, I do agree. like him. I think yeah. he's fine, but honestly, I just thought it was the most boring programme. Oh, it's lovely, because the arguments, and they have got worse in this series. In fact, they really are quite awful people. And uh, it's finished. But they, they did the recap of all the bits and the, the ghastly... Did you see the mother and son? The mother with the gay son? Uh, I only saw one episode, and uh, that was far too much for me was already. filthy. The things that she discussed with her son, I can only, um, only... I just felt embarrassed for them. Perhaps he thinks it's like having a sister or something. I just thought it was like your worst nightmare come to fruition. The- anyway, sad we have to take a break, Alan. Lovely oh. to see you in the studio with us this morning. And great that you can make a contribution, because uh, it's Steve Allen's early show on LBC 97.3. <laughs> I'm so happy when we can shut Alan up. It's it's one of the joys of life, I think. We all make good decisions and bad decisions, but making no decision at all is the worst thing you can do. Well, I love that ting. I've always wanted... If there there was one instrument that I would want to play in a symphony orchestra, it would be timpani with tubular bells. 
Oh, that's lovely. That is nice, because yeah. the tubular bells, you can make... And, or filling that, those little bars that hang there, and they run the little thing down and go... Those ones as well. Mm. Or a harp. There was a lady on the television the other day, and she was on, I think, the Young Musician of the Year, and she played the harp, and I thought, it's great. But you can't exactly get on the tube with it, can you? No. I mean, this, these things are enormous. It's well, right you should play get smaller harps, can't you? What, you I'm sure you can get smaller harps. Uh, Steve, I did watch Coach Trip. I found the Bed and Breakfast programme, which featured number one Blackpool, where you stayed, a lot better. By the way, on the subject of bad presenters, did you notice that they kind of sidelined Rav Wilding on that last series of Missing People? Methinks the one show looming up for him. Rav Wilding, I mean, just a dreadful presenter. The thi- and I, I, I'm sure he's... The, the tr- oh, how do you explain this without making it sound really awful? Oh, I can't. So anyway, <laughs> I'll explain to you that I'm sick to death of using people on television and then selling them because they're good-looking. I'm more interested in whether somebody can actually present a programme. I used to love a presenter called Patty Caldwell years ago, who, who died tragically. And, and she was fabulous. I loved her. She was what I call honest to goodness. You know, not over-made up, not over-bleached blonde hair, just a good, straightforward presenter. When you get the likes of Rav Wilding, and they all turn up, their agents shove them round to everything. So he turned up on a cooking programme yesterday. Obviously somebody said, you know, smile a lot, try and look sexy. Well, that doesn't sell a programme to me. Is he, only, is he just presenting he's done? Yes. Well, he's a policeman. Oh, that's the he one. He was a policeman on Crime Watch who then got ideas above his station. Oh, he's and... in all those shirtless poses as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's already taken his shirt off on numerous occasions. Yeah. And you think, no, I'm sorry, you're a presenter. You don't find Michael well, Parkinson... he attempts to be a presenter. Well, he attempts to be a presenter. But you don't find Michael Parkinson standing out there, you know, with his shirt off. Although, strange enough, didn't Cliff Richard do that? <laughs> I think Cliff, really? I'm sure Cliff Richard did his calendar, his last calendar, and that had... Shots of Cliff on holiday on the beach. You know, once I once um, interviewed Michael Parkinson, and he signed he signed his uh, autobiography for me, saying I was in a marvelous um, interviewer. He said that to me as well. No, he didn't. He did. No, he he says it to everybody. Yeah. You, but but yes. I, I, the best compliment got I ever got. Down. Sorry, I got it written down in the book. Yeah, it obviously it means I'm down. special. Yeah. Oh, uh, whatever, got it. Amanda, just she joining got the same in. Thing. I, the, the best one I got was from Bob Monkhouse, where I asked her a question. He went, "My God," he said, "You've done your homework." And I thought, that's the key to, to doing a programme. Do your homework. I watched too many interviews, hi you, uh, where they've just quite clearly not, they've not even bothered to learn anything. Yesterday on Loose Women, they were talking to Francis Rossi. And obviously a few of them thought they'd read the book, but they got it all wrong. They got it all wrong. They couldn't remember which wife they were talking about. And I think, oh, embarrassing. Stop it now. Stop it now. You know Wisely, what? Colleen Nolan didn't chip in. Sometimes there is an argument, if you're going to interview somebody about a biography, not mm. to read the book, because then you can get them to tell you about ah, it. Ah, yes. And I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Because a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. And also, if you've read the biography, the autobiography, you're better educated than the audience. The whole idea is to educate yeah. everybody. So I know a little bit about somebody. I've been through previous interviews, so I know what they're, they're, what they're going to talk about. And also, it, it isn't just reading it. It's being interested in the person. Mm. I've got Michael Flatley coming up very shortly. Oh, that'd be an interesting one, actually. Well, I, I know what Michael Flatley's like, because I've done him a couple of times before on the telephone. So I know that he's going to be very wary of me. Very, very, because he's very wary of all his interviews, because he thinks that they're going to ask him questions to trip him up. Mm. Whereas only silly interviewers do that. You know, you're just out there to get the best. I mean, it's, it's not in my interest to have somebody stand up and walk out the studio. No. You know, it's, it's in my interest to get the best. He won't anyway. Oh, no, you know, this isn't a phone one, isn't it? He's no, it's coming not. In. Yeah, he's, he's coming can't. in. Matt in Dover says, I'm 27. Yeah. And my girlfriend is 44. Together for a year and very happy and in love. It's only a year, mate. It's only a year. Don't get too excited. I mean, a year, you know, ten years down the line, then you could say a year is, is almost the, um, 
He is good. The hun- is it? What yes, a year. It is. Yes, 27 and 40, what is it? 44. That's nice. Yeah. Jess said, I, I see that Alan came back a happy bunny. Well, he is now. He's had his Botox and his lipo. Yeah. All this rubbish about I've been ill. He's been in Switzerland. He went to buy a cuckoo clock, came back, well, surgically enhanced. Stuck in bed, I was. <laughs> D has got four Macs. A black one, a plastic one, and two Burberries. <laughs> I must join the human race and get a computer. You must. Kerry Katona's neighbour, Steve, probably thought the tax man was repossessing her belongings. Sorry, was that an email that she sent you? No. Oh. Text. A text. text. Oh, right. Yes. And uh, another one here. You're both wrong. There is much more condemnation, condemnation of an older woman with a young guy. It's totally accepted for a six-year-old man to go out with a 20-year-old girl than vice versa. Oh, I don't know. I think it's the other way round, actually. Well, don't take that tone. Well, I think so. Look when Jordan... offered an opinion. Look when Jordan um, yeah. went and... Um, who, who did she sleep with? She Gareth slept, Gates. Gareth Gates. And he was only 17 at the time, wasn't he? Was it like that? Um, yes, it was all a bit traumatic for everybody, because Gareth had to rush around for the next few years denying it. Yes, I know. But Whereas everybody... she was quite determined, as in... I mean, what a mistake, to, little realising how vile she could be. But nobody turned around and went, oh, that's so wrong. But if it had been the other way round, I think the press might have turned around and said, that's wrong, if it had been an older bloke going... Um, I think the trouble with, with that relationship was, is that Gareth had sold himself as a good Christian boy, and everybody was quite horrified that, it, that he'd even approached her, or she'd approached him. I think she saw it as a bit of a challenge. And secondly, he then made the big mistake of denying it. Yes, he shouldn't have done in that. In print. And went on denying it until she then said, I've got proof. He should have gone, look at me, 17-year-old, and look what I've done. I'd actually be keeping that quiet. I wouldn't be telling anybody at all, I'm afraid. Wait, it's the way to play the press. Uh, Declan says, older women have toy boys, older men are sugar daddies. Ah, right, of course, yes. Yeah. So that's how you, you see, refer to it. I'd, you see, what is a sugar... I mean, in theory, I'm a sugar daddy for Alan. Because when we go out, okay, I, I pay. So does I that make me... Sh- well, when we go out for breakfast, I no, pay. No, excuse me, I try make- to pay. I try every time I try to pay, and you refuse to let me pay. Does that make me a sugar daddy, though? Are you my sugar daddy? Well, I don't know. I'm paying for breakfast. I thought sugar daddy isn't just referring to the fact that you're older. I think a sugar daddy is referring to the fact you're paying for everything as well. Isn't that where the word sugar comes in? Yes. Yes. I mean, I suppose that the difference is that you do actually offer to put your hand in your pocket and then produce nothing. Which, of course, is very funny. Uh, Steve, just back from an even longer stay than I intended in New York. I wouldn't have minded so much if I'd been on a cruise, said Han. And Neil, who's in Maidstone, poor soul, went to Vienna to see Russia v Spain. I thought, how nice all Russian men in their 50s, they brought their daughters. And then I realised they were their girlfriends. Yes, you do get a lot of that. They had a programme on the television. But is there anything wrong with that? That's my question. Well, a 50-year-old man with an 18-year-old girl. Yeah, is there anything wrong with yes. that? Why? It's just wrong. Yeah, why? Why is it wrong? Because it's just wrong. Why? Because you're not going out with somebody 18? No, it's because I just think it's wrong. A 50-year-old yeah, man, that's old enough explain. to be your father yeah, but to use why, that old line. Why is it Don't wrong? Don't take that tone with me. I'm well, I'm trying to get the answer. You're you. just not well, giving I'm the trying answer. to discuss it with you, and I'm obviously getting nowhere this you're morning, am I? You're not discussing it. You're I've just discussed it with you, Alan. Don't just, just make wrong. a big issue out of it. Oh, honestly, if you're not going to give me an answer. Well, I've given you the answer. It's the answer is I don't think it's right. Russian men in their 50s and 18-year-old girls, I'm sorry. You know, it's as simple as that. I'm not saying it's right. I just want to know why you think think it's wrong. my heart rate's gone up. I think my heart rate's gone up. Get my heart monitor. Get my heart monitor. I don't want a heart monitor. It's quarter past six. News headlines, Sam Pittis. Good morning, Steve. Scotland Yards to finally publish a report into the death of anti-racist... Morning, everybody. 17 minutes past six. Steve Allen in a much better frame of mind now. My heart rate's just shot through the roof this morning. I don't need this kind of thing at uh, 17 minutes past six. I'm just asking for, you know, a debate about it. Well, the clarification was, you said... Would it be acceptable a 50-year-old man with an 18-year-old girl? And yes. I went, no. And I asked you why. Because it just looks wrong. I don't know why it looks wrong. It looks wrong. 
Okay. If you saw a 50-year-old man, 18-year-old girl, you'd go, oh, it's his daughter. If you saw a 50-year-old woman with an 18-year-old boy, you'd think it was her son. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just trying to say, why do we think it's wrong? I don't know. Can it ever but last? Is it because people are jealous? Yeah, but no, I don't think it's jealousy, but can it ever last? Do you remember there was a man who went on the television, and he was only young, and the woman he was going out with, I think, was in her 70s. Right. And he said that they were in love. And most people, including his family and her family, were going, ugh. And they're still together. Mm-hmm. They're still together. So proving people... Perhaps some people are attracted to older people, thank God. Perhaps some people are attracted to younger people. Well, There's Jay- no accounting for who you're going to fall in love with. James on the tweets has said, As long as two people are happy, who cares about age, sex, religion or hair colour? <laughs> I don't get the hair colour one, but yes, I, I, like I quite ginger. understand. The hair. I think ginger's quite nice. Yes, I, I like ginger too. Yeah. Red, rouge, rouge. I like that. But I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it actually makes a difference. The the age. But it's just strange that we look at yeah. it and we go, "Oh, that's wrong," and yet we're like, well, "Why is it wrong? Is it because it's attitudes? Is it because of experience?" But well, I don't, or do I we mean, think the older person is taking advantage of would the you, younger person? Yes. Would you not think? Uh, that if it was a younger person with a, an older person, that it was a doomed relationship. Because once the younger person grows up a little bit, they're going to be looking at the person they're with going, oh, I can, I can do much better. And the older person's going to be all lonely. Or do you subscribe to the fact that um, I knew somebody years and years ago who was very, very rich, and they had lots of money, and they were, they were not very attractive. In terms of attractiveness, they were down... They'd, they'd knocked every branch on the ugly tree on the way down, and they did everything. And they had a very, very attractive partner... And I said, how did you get that? And they went, because I've got money. He said, what is the point of having money if you can't have yes, what I you know, want? I know somebody's done that as well. But the question you think, you, the thing you pose there is, are we talking about them in a relationship or just going out together, having a fling together? Because I know a lot of people, there's quite a large age gap, and they just have flings together. They're not having a relationship, and that's why it's lasted. Oh, right. And they've been having flings for years. Oh, I think that's awful. I why why I, is that awful? I don't like the idea of just having... Flings. I like the why? idea of why? having a relationship why? because I'm romantic, because I'm because I'm old fashioned. Yeah, but it's not wrong. It's just. An, just I didn't say it was wrong. I just, it just just not for me. No, I'm more. You know, I'm. I, I sort of. I want the idyllic setup. Never happens, does it? Well, sometimes because there's so happen. many there's so many people out there. You can always tell whenever you're in a relationship, everybody comes on to you when you're in a relationship and guarantee there's anything. Oh, silly to turn. Well, them maybe down, it's the places you're taking people. Well, they all say that the moment you're in a relationship, you shouldn't go out. What do you mean? Well, you should just stay in and enjoy each other's company and have friends round. No, go out and keep the relationship fresh and alive. What do you mean, keep it fresh? What do you mean, keep it fresh? What does that mean? Well, you know, go go different places, explore, travel together. All right. There was a woman on the television. She's a very well-known woman. She used to be one of the presenters of Loose Women, surprisingly. In fact, she used to be the main presenter of Loose Women. And her husband, every year, went on holiday with another woman. Uh, Why? Because they'd been friends for years. Until somebody else pointed out on the panel, do you not think this is slightly odd that he goes away for this two weeks every year with this other woman? And she went, not really. And I thought, is it possible then, the other question, for a married man to have a very good friendship with another woman? Difficult one. See? That is a difficult one. Why? Why is it difficult? Well, because I think it would just put too many questions in Mm. in your partner's head. Yeah. Whether whether they're doing anything or not, it's just going to put questions that you shouldn't be putting into your partner's head. Mm. Why put your partner in that position? That they they have those questions. Whether you're doing anything or not. Mm. That's that's the point, really. Would you ever split up a relationship? Um... 
Would you ever... If, Would you mean if, if, if I knew something was if, going if, on? If, if there was a, a, a couple in a relationship and you were attracted to one or other of them... Would oh, you? Oh no, never. I think that's wrong. You wouldn't completely. do yeah, that. Yeah, no, I would never do that. No, oh, okay. No, never. Why would you? Sorry. Would you? Pardon. <laughs> would you? <laughs> I d- I have. Why? I don't know. Why would you do such? I a didn't nasty do it thing? intentionally. Oh well, that, well, that's different. If you didn't yeah. do it intentionally. I did really. I'm just saying that for oh, the purposes right. of the okay. program. Right. Uh, You're anyway. a nasty man. What a horrible <laughs> thing to do. Why did you do that? Because you were just so attracted to the person. Yeah. Yeah. And you couldn't help yourself because of it. See, I do know well, what you I mean when you Well, I could probably help myself, but it was, it was such a long, long time ago. Every, you know, everything's different when you're younger. It isn't until you get a bit older you suddenly appreciate different things in people. You know, years ago, it was all, you know, I was discovering my body, mm. as, as indeed with many other people. That was only three but, weeks uh, ago. But now, yes, three weeks ago. <laughs> but now you do different things. You know, people say, do you want to come out for a drink in the pub? And you go, all right, I'll do that maybe once a week. I'd rather go out for something to eat and go and watch a film I've or never... go down the river or do something. I've never done something to split people up, but I've tried when I was younger to stop a relationship happening because I was very jealous of it. Right. Because I remember living with a flatmate and he brought back a new girlfriend and it wasn't that I, I wanted, I didn't like the girl or anything. I just mm. was very jealous of him having a relationship with yes, somebody. because it took away your friend. It took away my friend. Yeah, so I've I tried that. everything to put him off her. Yeah. In fact, I was really nasty to her at one point. And then in then they both became my friends. Because people but... then go, oh, it's a, we, we can all be friends. Go, I don't want all of us to be friends. Well, she would leave and he was going, well, what do you think? I was going, well, you know what? Yeah. No, she's got an attitude. And, yeah. and I was really nasty about it. Yeah. Luckily, it didn't stop the relationship happening. Oh, mm. that lovely. Yeah. Of course, I mean, I, I, I have been known to sit at, at people's weddings, perfect strangers, and when they go, do any of you have any cause or just impediment why they should not... I'm, hello, excuse me, at the back. Yes, but you answer. <laughs> hello, excuse me, at the back. Where am I? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I have been known to uh, to cough and sneeze at the right juncture in, uh, in weddings, let me tell <laughs> oh, you. Dear. Peaches says, I've just finished my night shift and you lift my spirit every morning. Oh, it's nice. Sweet. Aren't people, aren't people nice on a Tuesday? Apparently there's a busker with a harp at Euston Station. Is it? Uh, James says, oh, you've had this, as long as two people are happy, who cares about ages? That's just the one he sent to you on Twitter. He yes. sent it to me as well. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, another one here. Best interview ever, Clive Anderson. Loved it when the Bee Gees stormed out. I also loved it yes, when the I Bee Gees stormed out. And I'll tell you for why I did, and that killed his career. If you notice, Clive Anderson's career went... No, I liked it because... He was, he was being offensive to them. There's no reason to be offensive to a group who were very, very successful and wrote a lot of hit singles, you know, and are very, very successful. And he was rude to them to the point of, I think they sat there and they went, I don't actually think we need this. I really don't think we need well, this. So no, one left two, then, two of them left in the end, but one stayed. Yeah. One did stay. Yeah, but it, but it was offensive. It's like, you know, if I was offensive to you... Well, I'm waiting. You, no, yeah, you would actually get up and walk out, and quite rightly so. But you know that what I do with you is just a little bit of fun, you little fat person, you. <laughs> can, can I ask a question, then? And, yes. and you answer it, you honestly. Yeah. You know when we did the, uh, the testing, of the food tasting? Yes. The, the, the Bush took a trial type Well, thing. I tell you, ever since then, it's taken off in a big way. Julie Peasgood... Two Sundays ago, took one of the ants. I thought she'll go, Ugh. she picked it up, popped it straight in her well, mouth. Well, this is my question to you now, because you mentioned down it the for the whole week. Down the balmy arms, they've been doing taste testings down there. Alex, straight away, in his mouth. Okay, so this was, this was something that was introduced by both of us, and we did it yes. for the first time on the show. Yes. And yet, for a whole week, every show after, since some of that yes. show, where you, you showed, showed it to another guest, yes. and in fact... With Julie on the Sunday show, you talked all about it. And every time you did this, yeah. the guest would say to you, where have these come from? Did you mention at all that we did it on the Tuesday or that Alan had to test it? We No mention was made whatsoever. Even when Julie asked you on Sunday, why have you got these? You went, well, I don't know why we've got them. We just seem to have them. And I'm thinking, 
Um, no, I said to you, actually, I turn up in, on a Tuesday. I or said something. I bought them in Fortnum and Masons. You made no mention of why you bought them or what happened on the Tuesday. I had no end of tweets from people going, "Why does Steve oh, not want to mention the fact that such you've a done bunch for the of Tuesday. sneaks on the tweeting, aren't they?" Well, that the George again, won't it? I should imagine it was more than that. It was many, many people, and I had to podcast Three. to check they were right. Three, it was four actually. Yeah, four. Okay, four. So hardly worth worrying about, is it? But anyway, yours are still in the cupboard. Yeah, but I wanted to know why there was no mention of what we did. Well, listen, every time I do something, Alan, I cannot keep going back and saying, oh, by the way, this is my ex-friend, Alan Dodgen, and no, he... No, you could have you said, know. when she said to you, why do you bring this... Well, we'll be on Tuesdays with Alan Dodgen, we did the Bush Sugar Trap. No mention of it whatsoever. It just sweeped me under the carpet, wasn't it? Honestly, you think I'm not... If, uh, if only weeks. it was that easy, ladies and gentlemen. If only we could just lift up the carpet and that vole with this giant broom could just sort of, you know... It had red eyes <laughs> staring at me. <laughs> Uh, Rufus says, sounds fantastic to me. 50-year-old men with 18-year-old Russians. I think you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my point. Don't, I think secretly people look at it and go, we've got to say it's wrong. And actually, I'm really quite jealous. No, I'm never, I'm never jealous of anybody. I promise you, I've never been jealous of anybody in my life. But how many 50-year-old men would you ask that genuinely would not be jealous if they, their best friend who was 50 was going out with a, a very attractive Yes, but that's just what men would say together. I'm sure if I asked Alec and half the people at the Barmy Arms, you know, so what do you think about a 50-plus man, you know, going out with an 18-year-old, go, way! Yes, of course, that's what I mean. You know, that's, that's it. Dreadful. Uh, <laughs> the, the main reason that Gareth Gates denied it was the fact that uh, Katie Price was several months pregnant with Harvey at the time, and that's why. But uh, it was still no excuse for denying it. He should have just been honest, I'm I think afraid. he was just scared of the press. Yes. By the way, Gareth Gates' wife, says Paul, is, I think, ten years older than him, mentioned on All Star Mr and Mrs. And I think anyone can sleep with anyone as long as they're of legal age. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but you've got to be careful, because legal age is 16, isn't it? You don't want sort of a... I mean, would, would a 70-year-old man and a 16-year-old girl be acceptable? No, because at 16, they're not, they're not mentally as formed as somebody is of 70. They're that, not as bright, that, they're yes. easily led. Well, this is, this is true. Hmm. So that's, that's why, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it's only wrong in the attitudes of people. Yes, it's wrong in people's minds. Yes. Yes. Legally, there's nothing, nothing no, wrong with it. Legally, it's fine. And that's but... my question, is why is there yeah. such a difference between our attitudes about it? I think, I think it's, uh, people just think it's wrong, don't they? Yeah, strange. I don't know why. Uh, I must mention the uh, Twickenham's live music venue, the Eel Pie Club, this Wednesday, which is tomorrow... It is, that's right. Tomorrow, yes. At 9.15, the hamsters are performing. The hamsters? The hamsters, yes. Is this with my vole? <laughs> your vole, yes. What's your what sort your of... vole on lead guitar. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, what sort of group are the hamsters? The hamsters uh, will be performing their ZZ Top and Jimi Hendrix sets. They're one of the most successful rock blues bands. I'm glad you asked. Having performed <laughs> 4,000 concerts, concerts in the last 21 years. They've got a mailing list of 20,000. Wow. And they have a website which gets 1,000 people a day. Not quite as big as the Steve Allen words. Oh, there you go. Uh, tickets are £12. Members £10. You can go to eelpieclub.com for full details. I'd love to know where people get the names of their bands from. Well, the hamsters. Where do you get that from? Hamsters. Well, somebody obviously had a hamster, I should imagine, at one time. Well, how complicated can that Which be? It's not a very rock and roll understand? name, though, is well, it? Well, the hamsters. It's not very rock and roll. Well, it's not supposed to be very rock and roll. They're a rock and roll band, aren't they? The blues. What did you say? Blues and. Yeah, they're, they're uh, a successful rock blues band. There you go. Rock blues band. What are you called? <laughs> We're rock and blue. We're the hamsters. Yeah. It's not, let's be honest, well, it's not... What would you not, call them? Well, I'm not saying... <laughs> come down, put me on the spot, but... A vole? Um, the swinging know. blue jeans was no, a No, but, you know, it's not before. very... You know, Rolling Stones. Wow, that's fab. That's really cool. The hamsters. <laughs> it's not yes, I'm quite like, I the same get where you're coming from on that one. Yeah. It doesn't sound as rock and roll. Yeah. OK, Wembley Stadium, the Rolling Stones, Tina Turner, the hamsters. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't kind of follow, does it? <laughs> 
Well, cabbage it... Patch in Twickenham, the hamsters. Yeah. Brilliant. The Cabbage Patch, the Rolling Stones. I don't think so. Yeah. It's not working exactly. quite right. Massive attack. Faithless. The hamsters. Oh, I don't know. I think that fits in quite well. Oh, you think that works? That with Faithless. Oh, okay. I think that goes in very well with Faithless. Oh, right. God oh, is right. a DJ. Is he? Yeah, because I know that. Because I'm, 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 I'm up with the with the hip music that you the just young saw a press people, sorry, I'm down, got, I'm down with it. <laughs> Who has a new album out? Isn't Faithless got one coming out? Yeah, right? probably. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they bring out a lot of albums. Yeah. Both, yeah. both of him, he's, he's, yeah. he's really good. I really like the hamsters. Yeah, well, I'm going to get They're their... They're so down with the kids. I'm going to get their latest wax cylinder. I kid you not. Eelpieclub.com. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. Time now, 6.30. Actually, good news for uh, Nigel Page and Justine Laycock. They've got married. And you don't know who they are? Who are they? You must remember them. Justine and Nigel, well, he won 56 million on the lottery. Oh, that's why I don't remember. And they went over there and they got married. Her name wasn't on the cheque, his name was, so they've got, they've got married. 56 million, how great. lovely. They live in a four million pound mansion. That's great, congratulations. I'm so thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well done. Uh, Sam. Yes, good morning. Yes, good morning. Well, well done. Well done, why? Bebopalula. Oh, yeah. One at five to six. Hello, thank you. Profit £1.67. Yeah, OK. Which is good. Uh, for Alex, though, he won with the Sydney Arms. All right, don't take the shine off it just Total yet. Total return £5.20. Oh. Total profit £3.20. Right. And Alex says, so Sam thinks he's doing OK with one winner a week. Yeah, That'd I be did, fine. I did think I was doing OK. If they were five to one or better, but they're not. No, they're not. I mean, if you continue like this, you'll never see credit again. He's well, also had his third winner in April. I had my fourth. Now I've had my worst month of the year, and he thinks he's at his best. Well, if I lose five pounds a week in uh, in game one, yeah, it, it'll be a slow decline. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a slow lingering death, isn't yes, it? Exactly. It is. But well, well done for winning yeah, both exactly. of you. No, so very good indeed. So Mars bar winging its way to you. It's just a, it's it's the boost I needed more than anything. You know, yes. it's just to, to keep the chin up, as I say every day. Of, I'll, I'll give you one of the special Mars bars again. Good. Just Once a, for the uh, for the football. Bit of a sugar rush. A little bit of a sugar rush, and probably better for you because the porridge sits there for days. Well, and you're not as good with porridge. I have to be honest. It's not quite as convenient uh, while you're writing the news. No, I I agree with you totally, and also, uh, you know, need to give you that boost up. So today we're off to Nottingham, right? Uh, and Alex has picked the seven oh five Signet. Win only. Okay. Signet. Well, there are five uh, race meetings today. They go at Lingfield, Nottingham and Yarmouth and over the jumps at Wincanton and Sedgefield. We're going for the 440 at Yarmouth and Ice Diva. Ice Diva? Ice Diva, that's right. Oh, I like the sound of that. So do I. Ice, yes, exactly. Yeah. Ice Diva. Not quite the Bikini Bay we had the other day. No, no. Uh, well, that didn't do very well for no, you, it didn't did it? No, it didn't at all. So we're going for an Ice Diva. Excellent. Wow. Good. That's my uh, that's uh, my one for the day. And right. I, I mean, I suppose I'm obviously I'm going to go for a win. Yes. I think having had a win today, if I don't win tomorrow, I'll probably cope. I think I will. But again, yeah. if I don't have another winner this week, I think I might have to start, you know, yeah. reconsidering uh, our strategy for picking horses. Yes, I think so. Yes. Might have to start paying. So, so you actually have a strategy. <laughs> oh, there is a strategy. There is a strategy. Oh, there's Absolutely. a strategy indeed. Oh, yes. oh I'm I, so sorry. It's combined I, effort I of realise sports team. Yeah, it's, oh, uh, yes. we get our heads together. I mean, I, I usually, I just think you're right. I think one win a week is probably not enough. It's not. You need two. I think we're going to get it with Ice Diva. Yes, I, I, I have faith. I think this is the one. I don't think Signet's going to do it for Alex, but I'm, I'm willing to reserve judgment okay, on, until tomorrow. I, I, I may as well have two Mars bars today, because I'm pretty certain. No, I'm no, pretty no, certain no, no, Ice no, no, no. is going to... Uh... I've only got three more Mars bars oh. in the sack, I'm afraid. Oh, that's great. When I say that, I haven't pulled a Mars bar. I don't want anybody to sort of think that I'm sort of, you know, now indulging in Mars bars or something. Well... <laughs> I'm not. 
I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in Ice Diva. All right. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Have a nice day. Thank you. Uh, Tracy says, what happened to the Debbie Reynolds interview? Did I miss it? No, you didn't. It goes out this Sunday. You don't want to miss it. You really don't want to miss it. Debbie Reynolds talks to Steve Allen, does her impress. She's lovely. Well, you She's... can't miss it, can you? It's podcastable. It is podcastable. Not, not podcastable yet, is it? But it'll go out twice on Sunday. I think, oh, once. Just goes, oh, blimey, you've got to be quick on this one then. So it'll go out between six and seven in the morning. But doesn't it get podcast after it goes out? Then you can podcast yeah. as well. Because Debbie's only in town to do 12 performances from the 29th, which is over this weekend, until I think the 6th or oh, something yeah. like I'm that. I'm looking forward to hearing that one, actually. Oh, fabulous. Mm. Really fabulous. I mean, you know. You do do some good interviews, you do. I do. I'll tell you for why, because they all fall in love with me. It's a bit embarrassing, but that has to be said. Oh, really? I thought it was just because they wanted the PR. Silly <laughs> me, really. <laughs> well, silly old you again, then. No, no, no. They do, they, put it away, because if, they if do like if, you, I know, they say. If you say... don't bond with somebody, you don't get a good interview. No, you're very good at bonding with people, actually, I must yeah. say. You do get the best out of people, actually. I do. I, I can drag it out of them. Britain's Got Talent star, Melissa Serpico, has who? a secret medical... Exactly. I don't know who she was, either. But she's the one who appeared with her guitar-playing dog, Laker... Who didn't? Well, she, he didn't do anything. Well, she has a, a condition that she fears could kill her in ten years. Do, you know, do they have to come up with something awful on this programme to get into the newspaper? Can we not just have somebody on the show who turns up and goes, so, what's your story? Nothing, I've had a great life, yes. I've had a great childhood, yes. I'm just quite talented, and yes. I just want to go. No, 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 I have a medical condition, uh, it's going to kill me, can you vote me through? Or, I'm painfully shy, I was bullied at school, or uh, I'm receiving medical attention. She says here she has a condition which leaves her hands and face feeling frozen. You're a bit like that, aren't you? What? Hands and face frozen. Yeah. It's like that... That's uh, just Botox. The Amanda Holden look, I always call it. The, uh, Botox. <laughs> Have you had Botox? Have I, heck. Oh, right. I, I don't need Botox. Anyway, Darren's uh, with us now. Let's find out. We've got some uh, some new pictures. Have we on Twitter? Uh, new or nude, did you just say? New on what? Did you say new or nude? No, definitely not nude, I hope. No, definitely <laughs> not nude. No. Lord, not for anybody, I'm afraid. Well, it's... Bad news and good news. My favourite museum, the Grant Museum of Zoology, is about to close. You can get in very quickly, but I'll tell you what the good news is at the end. And as a result, I got some exclusive access yesterday to some uh, some of the specimens there and was allowed to take pictures. And they're all on the LBC website, so if you've never been down there, go to lbc.co.uk and you can have a look at them. Oh, they're there already, are they? They're there already. Good old Adrian got them all on there last night. Wow. And if well, you haven't been there, come up front, under? do we know? They're on the front page. Oh right, Secret London. Secret London. Yeah. They got to mention Steve Allen or something. Uh, it? Actually, no, no, it doesn't mention. Oh, it's not mentioned me at no. all. Oh right, great pictures. <laughs> oh. Well, you've just mentioned them. Oh right, mm. but it doesn't have Steve Allen's name on it or something. Uh, well, there's lots of pictures of you on it. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Okay, my, yeah. are there pictures of me on there, Alan? I'm trying my Wait best to look hold, through now. Just, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Trying to check. Well, let's say they're you. They look like you. Uh, oh, oh, you brought in a look alike. Yes, this yeah. one is Which, just you. Where, Although I? this is when you lost a bit of weight. Oh right. <laughs> oh right. How many photos? There's 15, fifteen photos. They're great photos. You know that some of the cabinets that they've got down there. Darren told me yesterday are from the, the great exhibition. The great when exhibition. It was crystal, and they're going to yeah, get rid of them. Palace. What do you mean they're going to get rid of them? Nobody wants them. They're cabinets from the great exhibition. Yeah. Eighteen fifty, whatever it was. We'll take them. There's a whole series of events. One of them is called Pandora's Box, Curiosity and the Dangerous Pursuit of Knowledge. Mm. On the 13th of May, there's going to be a screening of the 1955 classic film, This Island Earth, The Supreme Excitement of Our Time. These are all free, by the way, 
Um, and then on the 27th of May, do you like Nigel Marvin? He's always on the television. Yes, yes. He's, he's currently doing the prehistoric park on ITV. Yeah. Uh, chance to go and see him do his lecture on the 27th of May. I had a on bloke the on the telly yesterday, and he was doing uh, volcanoes again, and the most active volcano in the world, which has a permanent magma lake in the middle bubbling, is in the middle of Ethiopia. And he so flew the over and they stopped, and he went down, and it's bubbling with white, hot, red-hot molten rock in the middle. Fantastic. He flew over and stopped in a plane? Yeah. That's quite interesting. How did he do that, then? Flew over what? In a plane? Did he land? Yeah. Or did he... Oh, they right, landed, no. yes. That's the one thing we want to hear more about, isn't it, volcanoes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. I love it. Mark Calwardine, you know the guy who did the Stephen Fry documentary, The Last Chance to See? Mm. He's down there on the 1st of June. Mm-hmm. And then on the 17th of June, Them, that's the um, 1954 film, the one about the giant ants and the creatures. Giant ants. So you remember the giant ants one? He okay. likes giant and ants. Do, do not like giant ants. <laughs> and then finally on the 30th of June, the museum is closing. So it's open all day long. Have a little look around. It's very small. It's very small, but uh, there's tens of thousands of things to see. And then they're packing it all up, moving it to another building, and then at the beginning of next year, you'll be able to go and see it again. Right. Excellent. So last chance of the day. Sorry, say that again? Excellent, I said. Oh, excellent. Yes. Going to be deaf today. And oh, one more one. 14th of May. It's open in the evening from 5.30 till 10 o'clock. It costs you three quid to get in. You can have a little wander around and they'll give you a glass of wine as well. Oh, lovely. I like that idea. All in favour yeah. of that one. OK, good luck. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, try and stay awake. I'll be round about 9.30. And then he'll be ringing you every hour. Yeah, on the hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm now setting a new line that costs pound fifty per minute. I would, I would. Yeah. You know he's going to be ringing you about this. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll see you a bit later. OK. OK, bye's. Bye. 17 minutes to uh, seven. Uh, Steve, Scott and Barbara, different ages, wonderful couple, very much in love. It works, says Kev. There you go. The Milkman. It does, actually. I mean, they would be a classic. Joan Collins and, and Percy. Uh, another one here. Age is a state of mind. If you look 15 years younger, why bother letting anybody know any different unless it's for real? Mind you, Steve... I am a perennial 17. Oh. I like that. Uh, James says, in the same vein, should a gay man not have any gay friends when they're in a long-term relationship? Not really, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> not really, no. Don't be silly. Sorry about that. And uh, Kiki from Windsor said, there's something stomach-turning about a person of either gender going with somebody. They could be a parent too. I think 12 years either side should be the limit. I think everybody's got their own opinion about it, haven't yeah. they? I mean, there's no right and wrong about it. Mm. A uh, question to both of you. Would you have a relationship with somebody older, say in their 60s or 70s? That wasn't my tummy. Was my tummy. That was not my I tummy. I think that was an expression then. <laughs> Would you have a, a relationship with somebody older in their 60s or 70s? Um, I've not met somebody in their 60s and 70s that I'm... Of course you have. You're in my to. studio. You're not in your 60s and <laughs> 70s. I know. Most people seem to think I am, strangely enough. Uh, Vicky says, my husband's 16 years younger than me. We've been together since 95 and married for 13 years. Oh, that's nice. The Hamsters are a brilliant band. I'm not saying they're not. Says just... Ruth. They've been going for years. As for bands with unusual names, how about Space Chickens? There's a band called Space Chickens? That's kind of bass. funky, though. That's a funky name. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Space funky. Chickens, that's quite funky. Yeah. Hamsters, to me, just says... I don't know. It just sounds a little bit... And somebody said, Alan, you plonker. 50-year-old man, 18-year-old, that could have a baby. Is that fair on the child? I'm not saying it's right, Bob people. Bob in Reading says, it's a worry that money is the main factor why a young girl goes off with an old codger. So okay. They, we didn't have an answer to that one. No. Yes. 
I'm 62, Steve. The wife is 34. We've got a 13-year-old daughter. The biggest problem is I'm always mistaken for the granddad. But other than that, the marriage is perfect, Aww. says Steve. No, listen, people, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm asking what people's opinion of it is. Well, they, they, they told you. They have. They it's told good. you. They're, they're not, they've got crackers about people, it. People don't seem to be bothered. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's only you. Yes. It's only you've got a problem with it. Yes. <laughs> I have no issue with it. You seem to have a big problem with it. Well, no, I don't. So I just, you're campaigning with I it, think it's the 50-year-old man with the 18-year-old girls. And you're looking at them going, lucky man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break. Quarter to seven. New headline, Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. Scotland Yard is to finally publish a report into the death of anti-race... Morning, everybody. Tuesday morning, LBC 97.3. It's nice to have your company. I trust you are well today. Have you noticed how smart, says Pat in Stansted, and neat the medical staff in American medical shows are? I looked at the audience at the nursing conference in the news and I thought they looked most untidy and scruffy. I had to take a friend to hospital recently and I thought the same of some of the nurses. And why do some TV women presenters have their hair hanging over their faces? Is it the latest fashion? Do you know, I can't understand that either. I mean, it's, I think most of... The, the funniest ones for me are the, the women with long hair, which doesn't move. Simply, simple reason is they use a can of hairspray. I've, I've known children's presenters. <laughs> Andy Crane was known for using a can of hairspray per programme. I mean, and, you know, him and Philip Schofield, the same. Now Philip is white-haired, uh, and years ago... Philip Schofield used to dye his hair on programmes. You could always see when he dyed it, and I thought, it looks so much better as it is at the moment. I just wish that presenters on certain programmes would stay on those programmes and not start popping up on all these other programmes. You know, there's certain things. It's no good doing a youth programme to make it look as though you're more in touch with the other side of it, because uh, they've got Holly, Holly Willabooby turning up on Keith Lemon's programme, and then for some reason this week, they then put um, Schofield on it as well. I thought, no, no, it's not your sort of programme. It's going to take away any credibility you've got. It's, it's the moment a newsreader goes on and does a reality show. They lose it for me completely. I don't want to see them popping up on Mr and Mrs or anything like that at all. Uh, all this week... In James O'Brien's show on LBC 97.3, you could win some fantastic prizes to help boost your business, such as a laptop, a BlackBerry and a printer. It's all thanks to Royal Mail Shops Online, who can help you find new customers for your business. If you go to lbc.co.uk and register your business area you work in, it gives you a chance to win. So it's all this week with James O'Brien. I love that idea, a laptop, a BlackBerry and a printer. Actually, talking of uh, a laptop... We gave away one over the weekend, and I always promise to tell you exactly how much they uh, they go for. And I'm just trying to find. Do you have to. It was. It, it went for. Do you remember who mm. it went to? It's going to be depressing. Who is? Uh, I'm going to find it here. Oh, here we are. Actually, I could tell you exactly that the winner of the Dell laptop was Claudia from Hartford, and she had a bid of. Go on. One pound seventeen. Oh, I'm really happy for her. One pound seventeen, and she got the Dell laptop. Well done, Claudia. Yeah, well done. It was made at nine fifty six and twelve. One pound seventeen for a laptop. Yes, I know. Why were you not allowed to enter? I, I want to be allowed to enter this. I know. I'm sorry about that. You can't. I know. It's not fair. It's because you're a friend. Friend. Oh, a you've friend. admitted it. Oh, that's nice. No, no, a, a friend of the station. There we go. Yeah. Not really a friend. Incidentally, sure. we uh, very shortly will be putting up. Uh, photographs of all the contributors on all the different programmes. Every time they come in, uh, they'll be having photos taken and they'll have to ask a, you know, answer a little questionnaire and that'll go up on the internet. I'll let you know when they're up there and uh, then you can have a laugh at the people that we have to suffer with in the morning. What do you mean, answer a questionnaire? Sorry? There's a questionnaire that, that goes, goes with it. You've got to answer a questionnaire? Yes, it'll be like, you know, when did you first meet Steve Allen? 
And did uh, you remember? Yes, exactly. I could just make it up. You probably hey, got no recollection. Hey, of it. I know exactly where I met you. Where I could tell you exactly. Where? It was in Paul Savory's flat. Right. Yeah. Where, what, for what occasion? Uh, the occasion was Thanksgiving. <gasps> you do remember? Okay. Oh, listen. Um, I, do you remember why we started talking? Well, I think you were sort of desperate to get some work somewhere, and, and you sort of said, oh, uh, what, what do you do for a living? I beg your pardon. And I, I said, well, who are you? And you went, uh, my, my name's Alan. And I went, yeah, OK. And I think I moved away to talk to the sideboard. It was more entertaining. No, do you not remember um, that we were giggling what? over the, the terrible pumpkin pie? <laughs> oh, we had pumpkin. I've still got a tin of it. And do you remember who the, um... Yes, the, the actress. Well, the actress Oh, the there, actress, yes. Also the, uh, um, presenter, or so-called presenter. Yes. And I was there From... asking him what he did for a living. Was that the GMTV presenter? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can't go into it. We went round to Paul Savory's place many years ago to have this Thanksgiving dinner, and he made pumpkin pie. Well, he didn't. The actress. Oh, the, the actress American made actress the pumpkin. It was horrid. It was disgusting. You've <laughs> either got to be in, into pumpkin pie or not, and sadly, we weren't. Yeah, we didn't hold back, you t- us, us two. Well, yeah, but the, it was a very nice meal. we started talking. It was a lovely house. Paul, Paul Savory used to own a house owned by Jacqueline Dupre. I can't believe he moved out of that place. I know, I can't believe he moved out either. But in the basement of his house used to be a rehearsal room, because it was a, he, he had it converted into a flat and a cinema, but the Beatles used to play there, when they used to live in the square over the road. So the Beatles would come in and play in Paul Savory's basement. This is long before he bought it, when Jacqueline Dupre had it. But then he had it converted, there was a cinema. Cinema and a flat. And a flat there as well. But it was a Regency house, and it had the Regency houses, they always have staircases that look like they're made out of balsa wood, and they're going to mm. fall apart. And it's it was sort of, huge. It was huge, wasn't it? That's an enormous place. It was lovely. Uh, Steve... Says Bex, my ex-husband is 50, gone to seed and broke. He's set up home with a 23-year-old and their baby. Mind you, she's not much to write home about either. So no bitterness there, Bex, no. I don't think. Yes. Did you know St George is the patron saint of Ethiopia? Is he really? Lord, are we sharing him? It was my name day on, day, name day on St George's Day. What does that mean? Well, because um, I've got, got Greek blood inside me. I know. Um... And they used to celebrate the name day more than the birthday over there. So every time it's my name day, St George's Day, because it's one of my middle names, my mum would always send me One of your card. middle names? Yes. How many middle names have you I have got? two, and I'm not sharing them with you. You're Alan George... Yeah, the, yes, that's my yes, secret. That's your secret. Your other name. My other middle name, What yes. is it? Well, well it's not going to be a secret if I tell well, you. just whisper it now. No. Whisper it now. No, because you'll say it out on air. I won't, you honestly. Will. Trust me. <laughs> well, I is it, your it, it isn't something like Socrates, is it? No! So, no I'm trying to think no, of Greek names. No, it's an English name. Oh, it's an English name. Is it Basil? I'm not telling you. Roger. I'm not saying what it Adrian. is. Adrian. You tell me what your name William. is. William. William. I'm William. I'll tell everybody. All our family's William. We were very unimaginative. My, my brother's Andrew William. My mother was William as well. Right. Caused a lot of consternation in the village. Okay. <laughs> fine. Fine. <laughs> and so we're all Williams. Well, What's yours? Sh- no, it's, it's my secret. Oh, for goodness it. sake. You see, I... I it begins you know. with an R. Is it Rupert? No, but Roger. I'm not saying anymore. I'm not saying... Raymond. I'm not Roger. Saying. I'm not saying. Uh... You can say it, and I won't tell you which Robin. Right. I'm not telling you. He smiled. It's Robin. <laughs> no, it's not Robin. Alan George Robin. No, no, the R comes it first. It sounds like somebody being called to the bottom. Alan George no, no, Robin the R comes, Dodger. No, the R comes Dodger. first. Alan something George Dodger. Right. Alan something George Dodger. Can we stop? Can we move on to something else, please? Move, move on to something else. Is it Rambo? Yes, it is. You're quite right. Alan, Alan Rambo, Rambo George Dodger. You are hereby charged with impersonating a presenter. I sentence you to 25 years <laughs> on the Steve Allen show. Oh, no, please, no. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy for that, that couple who, who tied the knot after winning 56 million. Are you really? I am, actually, yes. Mm. I, you see, because I'm not jealous of anybody Yes, winning. you are. You are so jealous. Every time somebody wins, you're always straight on the phone. Guess what? 
They've just won the, 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 the amount of money. Why can't I win the money? You know, honestly, there are there are fibs, and then there is the fantasy world of Alan Dodger. Oh, please! Here. I've never phoned him. Everybody I don't even know his knows number. Like I don't even know his number. Everybody knows what you like when you hear of a new winner. Stephen Mulhern... Oh, yes, I used to um, work with him. ...has tipped the coin-swallowing Stevie the Regurgitator star to go far in Britain's Got Talent. Well, of course, you to would. To go far? So it's not even a story. It's not to win. No. It's just to go far. This is just a PR far. thing. He says, this guy's this. phenomenal. Well, I should imagine Stephen, being a magician, has probably worked with Stevie Star. I know Daryl has worked with him on loads. Of- He's been around for years as a regurgitator. And that's what he does. He can, and how you learn to do it, I've got no idea. But he can swallow billiard balls mm-hmm. and bring them up in the colour that you request. The other thing that he used to do was swallowing water and I think it was methylated spirits. And he can then show his mouth empty and then go and blow fire. So he actually can do it. It's actually oh, a bodily thing. Oh, it's not do. a trick. No, no. Oh, no, it's absolutely. He, he can also swallow a goldfish, live goldfish. Yeah, and bring it back up again. And then bring it back up. Very clever. It is clever, but I begin to wonder. I mean, how would you ever discover these sort of things? Yes. Either way, he's a regurgitator. Our money's on Spellbound. Well, we think money Spellbound. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I've not said yet. All right. Well, you wait. You, you wait till you've seen them on YouTube. Some young girl singing old songs. Though. Oh, I hope no, no. She was dreadful. We didn't like her at all. I she's hope she's, she's disappeared. She's no, that's what I've said. Singer. Very average. Uh, I'm back with you tomorrow morning, Alan. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. Always a pleasure. Look, the sun's coming in the window, which means it's going to be a nice Tuesday. I hope it's always a nice Tuesday when I'm here. It is a nice Tuesday. It's true. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Don't forget to go and podcast. And the longer the podcast, the cheaper it is. You do six months, it's only £2 a month. So it's well worth it. Don't do it monthly, it's £4. Save you a small fortune, I can. I'm back, as I say, tomorrow between 5 and 7. Have a lovely day. Nick's with you after the news at 7 o'clock this morning. First of all, this morning's business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing up 30 points at 57.53.